Welcome to the Divine and Human Podcast, where the multidimensional nature of reality meets the fullness of this human experience. Join us for conversations and stories that open up new realms of possibility. I'm your host, Alegna Moss. I'm a spiritual life coach who helps women master their energy so they can express their soul, manifest their desires, and create a life they're deeply in love with. You can check out my work at alegnamoss.com. In today's episode, we're going to explore how healing our inner child is the key to opening up to receiving more money, love, health, opportunities, connection, peace, joy, and everything else that we desire to manifest in our lives. It can be an extremely painful experience when things fall apart or something you really wanted doesn't work out, but endings always bring the opportunity for new beginnings. Even in the most challenging circumstances, there's always something that can serve our expansion and growth, if we so choose. It's very easy to run away from pain and avoid facing what we need to face. But doing an honest inventory of the situation can help us raise our standards and open up to even greater levels of abundance. We can choose to let a painful situation make us more jaded guarded and closed off, or we can choose to sit with the discomfort, integrate the lessons, and heal ourselves so we can open up to more of what life has to offer. This is where I'm at right now. I'm focusing on expanding my abundance and raising my standards in all areas of my life. Love, wealth, health, and more. Part of it is looking at my self-worth and what I tolerate in my life. I can tolerate a lot, And at times that serves me because it allows me to show up with strength and resilience. But it can also be a hindrance because it can be easy to ignore the pain and discomfort of being out of alignment. Part of it is also creating a safe space within me to open up and receive more of life. But to make space for more, you have to clear out the gunk of the past. As I dive into this intention, I'm in awe and gratitude of how much the universe conspires with me to bring this to fruition. Healing, releasing, and growing is hard work. But when you follow the synchronicities, it can also feel incredibly magical. Last week was a struggle for me, but I've learned that in those moments, the best thing to do is to go within to receive the answers. One of those answers came in a form of a dream. It started with me having a conversation with someone, telling them what I've been stressing out about. As I was speaking, I noticed a man standing in the distance, just staring at me. Something about that man scared me, so I tried to pretend he wasn't there. I had this thought that acknowledging his presence would bring him right to me, and I wanted nothing to do with him. But I could still see him from the corner of my eyes. And at that point, I became lucid within the dream. I decided I needed to face the fear. I was going to confront him. As I turned to get up, the man was already right in front of me. I asked, who are you? What do you want? Without saying anything, he opened a door behind me and gestured for me to walk through. I did, and it felt like I was sliding down this pitch black tunnel. Somehow I knew that it was teleporting me somewhere important. But when it stopped, I was back in my bedroom, laying on my bed, 
still a weird and lucid, but asleep. How anticlimactic. So I decided to make the most of the experience and have an astral projection instead. I got out of body and I noticed that my daughter, who was sleeping next to me, was also getting out of her body. So I picked her up and went off to have an adventure. Typically, when I astral project, I float out of my house and fly around until I find something interesting to explore. This time, it was a carnival by the beach, which seemed like something fun to check out with my little one. We played around on some of the rides. We were having a blast and seeing her joy really just lit me up. At the top of the Ferris wheel, I noticed mermaids in the water and it gave me the sense that something magical was happening. They were swimming towards the shore with a sense of urgency. There, I saw a baby Gorka stuck on the beach, unable to get back into the water. All at once, I can see not only the mermaids racing to help, but also the humans on the beach and other orcas in the water. Together, they were able to push the baby back into the water. And that's when I woke up. On their surface level, this seems like such a random dream. But the thing is that dreams are filled with rich meaning and nuggets of wisdom if you're willing to take a look. My first impression was feeling that right now I'm like that baby Yorka, out of her element and struggling to get back into balance. But more importantly, I realized that I've been trying to navigate the challenges in my life on my own. I realize if I want to get unstuck, I have to lean into the support of others. There was no way that baby was going to make it back to the water on her own. And I think right now, my hyper-independence and belief that I have to go at it alone is holding me back. Secondly, seeing the different types of beings, the mermaids, the humans, and the other orcas, all rally enough to assist was a beautiful thing. It reminded me that love and support is available to me from so many different sources. This is important for me to remember so that I can release the disappointment of certain people in my life not showing up the way I needed or wanted them to. Next, the dream illuminated how much I need to infuse joy into my life. Getting to play with my daughter and seeing her joy reminded me that my inner child is in need of some major fun. I've been taking life too seriously lately. This whole dream was pointing out that my inner child needs some attention right now. Another part to the dream, how it started with the man in the portal, was a clear reflection that it's time to face my fears and pain. Like most of us, when things get uncomfortable, I run away or I avoid the situation. But just like walking through that door and down the portal is by facing the discomfort and going through the darkness that you can find the light. Getting to the other side of that tunnel felt anticlimactic at the time, but it actually led me exactly where I needed to be. Lastly, the imagery of the orca signaled to me that now is the time to dive into the medicine of the dolphin and whale consciousness. This is a module from a program that I started last year and set to the side. At the time, I had a dream that gave me the understanding that the timing wasn't right yet, and I was to put it to the side for now. 
Ever since then, I've been looking forward to diving into it because I knew there was something special about it. And I knew whenever the time was right, it would be exactly what I needed at that moment. With the orcas showing up, I knew this is it. The time is now. So the next day, I dove into the guided journey and meditation. I didn't know what to expect or what the topic would be, but what came up was healing the inner child, which aligned beautifully to the dream and what I've been going through. Or so, the teaching was around how our feelings of worthiness is inherently connected to our relationship with our innocence, aka our inner child. And on the other side of that, our relationship with the feminine, aka the divine mother. But we'll leave that part for another time. Our inner child reflects the core of our essence and our most authentic self. But it also reflects the conditioning and trauma that we picked up since birth. How we learn to see the world and most importantly, how we see ourselves. Our childhood experiences shape the rest of our lives. The traumas, patterns, and unhealthy coping mechanisms influence how we navigate our world and easily lead us to sabotage what we desire. It's so interesting to me that as humans, we often push away and sabotage the things we actually want. This is especially true when it comes to love. It takes courage to choose love. I get it. A lot of us are walking around with baggage that makes it hard to trust, open up, and be vulnerable. Not only have we accumulated hurts and traumas from the people who were supposed to show us unconditional love in our childhood, but they were also reinforced in the relationships we experienced growing up and in our adulthood, often leading to heartbreak and failed relationships. So it's understandable how so many of us walk around with shields and walls around our hearts. Our egos are constantly on the lookout for trouble and do everything possible to keep us from getting hurt again, even if it means closing ourselves off to the things we desire. The thing is, these walls may create a temporary sense of safety, but they also hold us back. They keep us from experiencing the richness that life has to offer. In an attempt to avoid pain, we also push away joy, love, connection, intimacy, collaboration, and peace. We sabotage our happiness. We become tightly wound, distrustful, and reactive. It's not just with love that we do this. It's the same thing when it comes to following our dreams, living out our passions, going for the jobs or opportunities that we want. It's also not just our Hearts that close off, it's our minds too. Our past experiences and upbringing condition us to a set of beliefs of what we deserve, what is possible for us, and how life works. Like I mentioned in the previous episode, these beliefs shape our reality. Then we take those beliefs and past hurts and make them a part of our identity It's then easy to move through life thinking that's who we are, reacting to the things we experience instead of intentionally responding and choosing what we're creating moment to moment. The crazy thing is that we then fight for that identity and those beliefs, even if they don't serve who we want to be. It feels safer to stick to the status quo and stay in our comfort zone. 
it feels safer to stick with what we know. So when people, opportunities, and experiences that we want or need show up for us, we push them away because they feel foreign to our system. We hold on so tightly in fear of losing what we have that we don't realize a lot of the times it's not that great for us in the first place. We settle for less than what we want instead of walking away into the unknown to find what will truly make us happy. The unknown feels terrifying. This need for safety also manifests in us trying to control everything. We micromanage our experiences, relationships, and day-to-day lives. Whatever made us feel unsafe, unheard, undervalued, unappreciated, unseen in our childhoods, we then hyper-focus on in our adult lives. We try to be in control of how things unfold, and that can cause a lot of friction. In a way, it can sabotage opportunities for us. We sabotage our blessings when we try to micromanage the universe and dictate how life should show up for us. We force ourselves into these boxes and limit what's possible, all in an attempt to create a sense of safety. It makes it hard for us to flow with life and create the abundance that we seek. We get attached to outcomes and force things to be a certain way. Then when things don't go the way we want or the way we dictate, we react, we lash out, we freak out, get triggered, and then project our pain onto others. In order to create abundance in our lives, we need to open up and receive. But to do so, we need to feel safe. What keeps us from really receiving the things that we want in life, money, love, opportunities, even compliments is a deeply rooted fear that we're not worthy of it or that we're not good enough. In life, we receive what we allow and tolerate. That includes how we allow others to treat us, which is a reflection of our self-worth. So often, we don't speak up for what we need or want in fear of rocking the boat, causing conflict, or being a burden. I remember growing up, and this is something from my childhood, where whenever we would visit someone or we were a guest in somebody's home, my mother would tell us to never take what's offered or ask for something. So if we were thirsty, we couldn't ask for a drink. If we were hungry, we couldn't ask for food. And if it was offered, we were to say no, because that was the polite thing to do. So over the years, I realized that ingrained a belief in me that I wasn't worthy of having my needs met, that me asking for what I needed was rude, selfish, or even a burden on somebody else. And that is something that followed me into my relationships where it is hard for me to speak up and share what I need or want. So things like that, those experiences and those moments that we have in our childhood can have such a profound impact in how we then navigate our lives. Again, we receive what we believe we deserve and what we allow ourselves to open up to. So if we have unconscious beliefs that make us think we're not good enough or we are selfish or a burden for wanting to have our desires and needs met, those are going to get in our way 
and keep us from experiencing the abundance we want. Often, in an attempt to get our needs met, we overcompensate and overgive. When we invalidate our needs like this, it's self-abandonment. As you can see, what can keep us from living an amazing life is our inability to receive due to low self-worth, a need to feel safe and in control, and our fear of change. It leads us to self-sabotage and push away the things that deep down we want and desire. It all stems from our childhood experiences. So suffice it to say that if we want to create abundance in our lives and we want to expand our experiences and have all these amazing things that we're craving, the first step is healing ourselves, healing and connecting with our inner child. This is something that it's not a one-time thing and you're done. It's something that takes time. It's a process and a journey. But recognizing and having that awareness is the first step. Having an awareness of where our self-sabotaging patterns come from can help us then overcome them. Next is working on our self-worth. What makes us feel undervalued, unseen, unheard, unlovable, or like we're not good enough? Taking a look at that and bringing love and healing and compassion to those parts of ourselves will help us step into our power. Another thing we can do is learning to surrender and not be in control of everything that unfolds in our lives. Learning to trust ourselves and trust the universe and be present with what is happening in our lives so we can respond intentionally instead of reacting from a place of self-sabotaging patterns and traumas. We can also learn how to regulate our nervous system. Because the thing is, life can be unpredictable. We can't control what happens outside of us. We can only control how we respond, how we show up in the moment. There could be a lot of things that happen that throw us off, that hurt us and trigger us. So learning tools and techniques that will help our nervous system come back to balance and expand our emotional intelligence and resilience is so important so that we can create more peace and harmony in our lives, even when we're amidst chaos and challenge. What's also important is to take a look at what motivates and drives our decision-making. A lot of the times, we make decisions based on a desire to avoid pain instead of a desire to create what we want. And there's a difference. A desire to avoid pain those decisions are usually ego-based and they're not necessarily for our highest good. They keep us in that comfort zone, playing small and self-sabotaging. If we can instead be intentional about making decisions that are aligned with the things that we want to experience and create, that are aligned with our joy, our happiness, and our peace, we are going to be more aligned with our highest good. Those decisions are going to open up our creative potential and infinite possibilities. Part of connecting with your inner child is about connecting with your joy. What brings you joy? What makes you happy? What lights you up? What excites you? So when we heal ourselves and we allow ourselves to connect with that part of us that feels playful, joyful, 
and free. We allow ourselves to step into our power and to dream up new possibilities for our lives. Following our joy keeps us in alignment with the path that is meant for us, uniquely for us, that is going to lead us to all the good things that we want and more. So what is healing? Healing is a return to wholeness. When we make the intention to heal ourselves, we allow ourselves to return to our true essence, our true authentic selves. In order to elevate the quality of your life, manifest your desires, and call in abundance, you have to work on healing yourself. Heal so you can let go of self-sabotaging patterns that keep you playing small and pushing away your blessings. Heal so that you can stop projecting your pain onto others and perpetuating heartbreak in your life. Heal so that you can see that you are worthy of having the love, joy, peace, and prosperity you desire. Heal so that you can free yourself and step into your creative power. Heal so that you can follow your joy, your passions, and share your gifts with the world. Heal so that you can help heal those around you. If we were all to focus on our own healing, on connecting with our inner child, and letting that deepest, beautiful, innocent part of ourselves shine in our day-to-day lives, we would change the world for the better. The world would be a completely different place. Remember that this is a lifelong journey. Give yourself grace and compassion. Be gentle with yourself as you go through this process. And remember, you don't have to reach a place of being completely healed in order to receive what you desire. You're worthy of it now, inherently worthy of all of it. That is it for today's episode. I hope that it resonated with you. If this is something you would like support in, letting go of limiting beliefs, patterns that don't serve you, making aligned decisions that allow you to intentionally create the life you want, I'm here for you. Check out my website or the description below to see how we can work together to help you flow into more abundance and a life you're deeply in love with. Follow the show to stay up to date on the latest episodes. New episodes drop every other Wednesday. Come and say hi to me on Instagram at Alegna Moss. And if you want to be a part of the show, get all the details on my website, alegnamoss.com. Until next time.